it's amazing you see uh, i know of people who have come lived in a very very modest way for maybe even a decade job means they say that we want to volunteer in the ashram so normally in the ashram the rule is that you even if you are a volunteer you have to support yourself for some time uh, maybe one year two years and then slowly the doors open so man, there are many persons who will calculate oh one year means how will i but they don't calculate this is okay so usually because of the uriya connection somebody or the other is known and they will find some place to stay and it will be a very very modest place maybe a one fourth of a room and then you know with small amount of money they will manage of course mother arranges so they get help so another uriya will get some food from the dining room and they will share two bread from that and after 6 months or now they have made it that some amount of money the ashram gives to all those who are volunteers like that aspirant volunteers so now and it's a small amount but they manage and then after one year two year dining room then slowly in the ashram life they get integrated and they just continue and solid work they will do no like you know i won't do this work that work most of them there are some handful 5% you know always uh, difficult people but 95% of them are like because they don't calculate even i i know of a doctor you know she came recently and she has uh, again this odisha background and she uh, when she came a full fledged family life husband children she just left everything and came and without a penny she came so they all asked her like you know she said i have given my last check to my son just with few sarees that's it how they do it it's i mean this something amazing no calculation no this thing and eventually you know mother takes care really mother takes care when you do with that attitude and they find the joy and everything champaklal ji came like that champaklal ji and the whole group they would uh, made mend chapals and then you know they will get money from that then they will take up train like that people have come How did Champaklalji get his like stature in the ashram? Because he's he was like referred to as mother's line. So ah, so that's a very good question. So what happened is that Champaklalji came with basically Poonam Chand, and they had a small center at Patan. So Poonam Chand and Dikshit Bhai, they are the ones who had started the center. And Champaklalji, as a young lad, went there, and then he wanted to come to ashram. So he came. I think he was twenty-one or twenty-two. I have forgotten the age. and um, again simple bhakti which is so powerful so when he goes to shirbindo uh, they waited for quite a few hours though the appointment was at a particular time they were all waiting that he will call us so shirbindo started asking some questions so champaklal ji says you know everything why are you asking questions <laughs> so shirbindo simply smiled and under his breath said yes yes i know <laughs> but this is a play you know you can't i am sitting and so then he it is said that when he finally bowed at shirbindo's feet for one hour he kept uh, doing pranam and shirbindo stood there he did not move then he said i want to work for you so what work you will do i want to wash your clothes so shirbindo asked him are you sure he said yes he said it will be very difficult so he didn't understand what will be difficult about it 
Shubhendra said, many people will tell you that, see, what is he doing? He is just washing clothes. So he said, no, I am going to take up this job. And that is how Shampaklalji started. And then, of course, mother trained him to perfection. So when, when mother once asked, when people would ask mother, mother, we want to be like Champaklal. So Champaklalji would, then mother would tell them, uh, ask him how I have trained him, how difficult it is to be near me. There are instances where Champaklalji would just pull a chair like that. And mother would say, this is not the way. So you have to lift it very gently, very conscious, because he was in the presence of two embodied divine. So he had to be one very, very conscious. Come, come sit here also. Very, very conscious and secondly, he had to keep to himself many things to which he was a privy. Things about sadhaks, because they could see the entire, you know, panorama of things. So they would you know, our impression of people is very surface. Even Shubhendra has written a diary in which he has written all about the future. And this diary was not to be opened. It used to remain like very privately. And the one person who opened it by default, not default, he couldn't contain himself. So he read half a page and he was totally uh, flabbergasted and you know, he didn't have the courage to proceed further. So, a friend of mine, he asked him, Ki, please tell me what is there. He said, even if you uh, box me in my stomach and I vomit out, still I will not reveal. So that's why I often say when people worry about world events and you know, ashram and this, I say, don't worry because Shubindu knows everything and he has done everything which is necessary for the work. They know, they have arranged everything which is needed. So, amazing the way they trained. So, he in that service and how far he went in that service. When he has to look after <coughs> Shirobindo, you know, when uh, Champaklalji doesn't want even one minute to be out of sight. So, he started reducing his food so that even in bathroom, he spends very little time. What if Shirobindo calls me at that point of time? He conquered sleep in the process, conquered his, you know, food, all this in the process, all the time being near the divine. He learned many things simply by being near, by love. This is the shortest path. That is how he became what he is. It's not like, you know, suddenly mother put a label. They have gone this way, the way of service, which very often, you know, we miss out on, the path of service. It's one thing to be devotee, it's quite another to give yourself and to serve the divine. It's a rare privilege. And I believe it is not given to everybody. It's a special grace that you can be allowed to serve them in any way. Otherwise, because it's a very special thing to be on the, uh, if one may say, divine payrolls. <laughs> so. How long did he keep this vow of silence? This came much later. He took his vow of silence after the mother physically left the body. He had uh, laryngitis for one day. So the doctor told him to keep silent. Uh, he had only one problem that was severe anger issue. 
बट इट वॉज लाइक लिटल इन लियोनाइन एंगर वेरी काम एंड क्वाइट एंड इफ यू डू समथिंग विच इज नॉट इन द लाइट ऑफ मदर एंड शिविंदो फॉर वन मिनिट इट वी लाइक यू विल फील दैट यू विल बर्न अवे एंड नेक्स्ट मोमेंट ही विल बी लाइक ए बेबी सिटिंग क्वाइटली एंड यू वंडर वॉट हैपन वेदर ही इज स्टिल एंग्री यू शुड गो नियर और यू शुड गो नियर आई हैव सीन दैट इन हिम इन इन इवन लाइक बट लेटर ही वॉज नॉट स्पीकिंग there was a i'll give you two instances which will show what kind of a tapasya they have done he went to a center where they had installed shobindo's relics and there were pictures of gods and goddesses they didn't know champak lal ji walks in and straight away he looks at them he started picking up and throwing you can't imagine this is they are not like uh, bound by human notions and picks up throws picks up throws and the man kya ho raha hai and just walked out this is not how it should be another instance when he went to hong kong <laughs> and those people were telling me ki you know uh, champaklal ji went there and they started singing bhajans <laughs> normal devotees started you know all those bhajans vital and all that Champaklal ji listened. Suddenly, he got up, shot out of the place, and started walking alone on Hong Kong streets. Now you know, <laughs> Gerard, you may be knowing. He ran after him because he had he was accompanying him. He said, "Maharaji, Maharaj, कहाँ जा रहे हो?" No, no, I don't want to sit there. Just he he is going to his own 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 place, <laughs> wherever it is. <laughs> so he so the devotees came and said, "But we were singing bhajans to God only." He said, "No, no, you are not singing bhajans to God." he could see through the entire thing you couldn't deceive him that you know no we are doing some he could see through the movement of consciousness he could read thoughts like this i had two three very beautiful instances one is when um, 20 days uh, i was kind of um, edit <laughs> 20 days i had an opportunity to uh, you know serve him for a certain period of time uh, you know two two hours like that so first day i thought oh he has served mother and shivindu like this i should also be you know bold straight and like i was sitting with a fly catcher in my hand that if ever a fly comes before it reaches him i would make sure with all my military skills <laughs> champaklal ji was resting he was actually not even his eyes were open but next day he conveyed the message because he i was the first day i had gone tell him to be very relaxed and easy I mean, how do I remain relaxed with Shurabindu's room and Chambalaji on this side? But he said, he said, don't worry. So I said, then what do I do? He said, nothing. Just be there. You don't have to do anything. I said, okay. So I would sit there. Very nice. Then I had one day he got up and somebody gave him carrot juice. So very often he would take and go into trance. So he started taking carrot juice. Uh, half is left and he has gone into trance. So one of the Uh, person who was also there he took away the, that was his duty so he took away the juice and um, as he was moving i was thinking ah if i could get this but he has taken away and he is going to drink suddenly champaklal ji comes out of his trance and tells him like he would not speak but he would like like a leonine this thing so he turned around uh, asks in gujarati uh, what should i do he says <laughs> to him 
Give to him. <laughs> Means I have passingly thought about it. He comes out of his trance and makes sure that this is given to him. Wow. Then I was told that Champaklalji doesn't allow anybody to touch his feet. And the only devotee ever I have felt like touching the feet is Champaklalji. I never, because I believe this, we are all brothers and he should not get into that. So Champaklalji doesn't allow anybody to touch his feet. So one day I saw that he is trying to put his uh, feet into a kind of chapel and uh, as if there is a fumbling. I jumped at my opportunity and <laughs> took the feet and properly and I deliberately I am delaying the whole process and <laughs> when I look up he is giving a broad smile. <laughs> he, he knows all the game. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> and uh, another occasion when I wanted to meditate uh, you know, with Champaklalji. That also he granted. Suddenly he goes in the evening to Shirdinda's room. Mm. I go there, sit. It's very beautiful. I mean, he, he could see through the uh, the person like this. You can't deceive him. So imagine what kind of consciousness that would be. Just staying with Mother and Shirdinda, he had developed this capacity and this is a very touching story about uh, him and another sadhak. This the other sadhak told me that... Um, <coughs> come, come. So he... Um, the other sadhak was also from Gujarat and... Um, he had this aspiration that if I could wash Shirdindo's clothes the way Champaklalji does. But you can't ask these things. So suddenly he is standing there looking at Shirobindo's room from below. The windows are just parted. And Shirobindo comes to the window and then sends word through someone to call him. So he goes there and he is handed over Shirobindo's dhoti to wash. So he washes and brings it by evening, you know, all nicely, properly. When he gives to Shirobindo, Shirobindo looks at him puts his hand over his shoulder and says, all your karmas have been wiped away with this. Wow. And Champak Lalji is standing next to him and surely he must have wondered, ki to se... <laughs> he has never told me anything. <laughs> this fellow has come one day, one dhoti and he is saying like this. So suddenly Shirobindo turns towards Champak Lal, puts his other hand on his shoulder and says, and yours too. <laughs> Amazing stories about Shirobindo. Recently I was reading Niroda's one experience. I mean, he recounts that he got up, Shirobindo got up from the chair and walked to the, uh, the book of library to pick up some book. And he says suddenly his whole body was transparent and he could see through the body everything. He got up, walked, picked up the book and came back and all through, Niroda saw through the, through the body. It was transparent. What tapasya, what sadhana, we, you know, that's why after Madhra and Shivindra to even use the word sadhana and sadhak sounds absurd. <laughs> they did the sadhana and so still so like, so much like a child. All the time they were around him and a lot of jokes also used to be there. <laughs> Curly V was being read. Some of them would read newspaper, but the moment mother would come, they say that with Shurabindu's presence, you felt you were in the presence of infinity. As if even if there was a nuclear blast, Shurabindu would be untouched. 
and this used to be he stayed right from the Alipur jail. Even if there was a nuclear blast, Shubhendra would be untouched. But with mother's presence, they all felt a tremendous pressure to change. So the moment they would know mother is coming, they would quickly fold the paper neatly and you know, they all will be sitting. <laughs> so it became a joke. Sometimes Sri himself would say, when in front of him, they would all be, you know, playing around and fooling around. Suddenly he'll say, mother is coming. <laughs> and they, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, extremely loving. But with that love, there was so much pressure to change. Not easy to grow to that stature of the gods, you know. I had before that only heard in our scripture that Lakshman had conquered sleep and Hanuman had served the Lord day and night. But in Champaklalji I saw that as a reality. Conquering sleep for service and serving Mother and Shurabindu like Hanuman. Then only he rose, you know, he became what he was. All of them. Nalnida. For small things they would observe. Somebody gives a lemon smaller size in the dining room and suddenly Nalnita writes a letter to Sri When the smaller lemon was served, I felt in me that why are they reducing the size of the lemon? Then he prays to Sri not about lemons. He says, take away this earth from me ruthlessly with a butcher's knife. He's not asking, give me more lemons, please grant me more of this. Nothing. He just take it away. That is the way they have walked. You know, these people who go, we don't realize sometimes, there is another story in another context, but very touching story. You may have heard of Roland Nixon. His, he was called Krishna Prem by Yashodama. And, uh, yeah, yeah, please come, just feel free. And So, Krishna Prem, he came from UK and, you know, he was in Almoda, small place and those days they didn't have gas chula and also they had this mud, uh, you know, chula and you have to put all this cow dung, baked cow dung and cook all this. So somebody came to see where is this Roland Nixon and he was a mathematician and they saw this man is cleaning the kitchen and what kitchen? Small kitchen with all that cow dung, cow cakes around and all that. So he said, what? Is this yoga? Is this what you came here to do? Then he looks at, Krishnam looks at the person and says, Those who have walked, have walked this way. And what a bhakti he had. Uh, he, he had darshan of mother. You know what he asked the mother? Just guess. Others would know. So I am asking you. What he would have asked the mother? Mother was very, very happy by what he asked. He said, Mother, I want to have more and more bhakti for my Guru. So Mother said, but you already have bhakti. No Mother, I am not yet satisfied. I want to have more bhakti for my Guru. And Mother was very happy. She quoted this incident in the playground that this is the kind of material the real sadhaks are made up of. Tremendous. Champaklalji didn't go out till 76. But once he went out, he went all over the world. And in 
Badrinath and all those places, you know, 12,000, 13,000 feet, he would stand below the cold stream all nude and take a bath and rejoicing. And people would be scared that, you know, he may catch cold or something. Happy, almost dancing. He was like that. And his experiences are now captured in this book, Visions of Champaklal. Amazing. All the experiences of, you know, various kinds, uh, including Golden Mother and Shurbindo, they are coming down and all the avdhuts aspiring. Many, many such beautiful experiences. One of them is dissolution of an asura. That's a very interesting experience. So he sees that uh, from the samadhi is like a yagnavedi and it's in 84 or maybe 88. So it's burning and all the devotees who are sitting around the samadhi during meditation, they have different kinds, sizes and color of the fire which is inside them. And then suddenly he sees, you see, it's a very Vedic experience. How stories are made in Puranas. We think they are just stories. He suddenly sees a huge asura come and enter the compound and starts throwing smoke. And slowly all these devotees start getting restless. Some people feel their fire is covered and all these things happen. And then he is very happy and with a loud thunderous laughter he wants to go further and extinguish the flames. But as he wants to go further... Suddenly Champaklalji sees a white light come and completely liquidate him. He vanishes. He has termed this as dissolution of the Asura. And once again all the fire comes out and the fire begins to rise up and rise up. And then he see, hears that uh, um, chant from the Brihadaranik Upanishad, Asudoma Sadgamya, Tamsoma Jyotirgamya and the rain of golden light. So these are so true things of inner life. We don't realize why we are becoming restless, why we are having doubts why we are having depression, but it's because of the action of the dark forces, the action of the voice of night. No, there is no God, don't go, this is all hallucinations. That's what we see, no? Death is saying, a bright hallucination are thy thoughts. So like that, these voices, yeah, if we have Savitri, maybe we can see how naturally we slip into the voice of the night. How many ways it speaks to us, and so we'll just read something from line, this passage, I am randomly reading something that death is saying to Savitri. Now what is the significance of this dialogue? The significance of this dialogue is that death speaks to us also but we don't realize it and so also Savitri speaks to us, that light but again we don't realize it. So we have to make a choice which side we align. So voice of death What is thy hope? To what dost thou aspire? This is thy body's sweetest lure of bliss, assailed by pain, a frail, precarious form. Will thou claim immortality 
O heart, death only lasts and the inconscient wide. I only am eternal and endure. There are a lot of philosophies. We say this is the only reality. All this is all conjecture. There is God. There is divine. There is nothing. There is only death. That's the last thing. I am the shapeless, formidable, vast. I am the emptiness that men call space. I am a timeless nothingness carrying all. I am the illimitable, the mute alone. I, death, am he. There is no other God. The gods to whom man prays can help not man. They are my imaginations and my moods. Reflected in him by illusions power. So this is what we hear. No, There are even articles and people speak about it. And oh no, no, this is all nothing. The reality is this. Stark material reality. There is no God. There is no answer. There is no... You, you think you are praying and getting some answer. It's an imagination. So death is speaking like this. <clears throat> then Savitri says something very powerful. <clears throat> o death... Who reasonest, I reason not. Strange line. We believe reason is the only light. Reason that scans and breaks, but cannot build. It can analyze things, cut it into parts, tell you each component, but cannot give us that total reality. Or builds in vain because she doubts her work. And then Savitri reveals who she is. I am, I love, I see, I act, I will. That's all. Savitri says, I am, I love, I see, I act, I will. Now death answers again. Death answered her one deep surrounding cry. Know also, because she has not mentioned knowledge. She is only talking about love, will, etc. Know also, knowing thou shalt cease to love and cease to will. Delivered from thy heart. This is also, there are philosophies even in spiritual paths. That you know, love, devotion, these are weak stuff. Real thing is, the self who has nothing to do with this earth, with creation... But Savitri replied for man to death. When I have loved forever, I shall know. And what is this knowledge of love? Love in me knows the truth, all changing's mask. Yesterday we were reading about that oneself. So what is the path? One of the ways by deep intense love. And the mother says even human love can take you across the mask if it is really true. Without expectation, without return, it will take you to the core of divine love. So love in me knows the truth, all changing's mask. I know that knowledge is a vast embrace. I know that every being is myself. In every heart is hidden the myriad one.
we can make a yeah and then go down because yeah yeah it. <laughs> Time to go down. Yes.